everybody, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Taylor Glenn, or Taylor Tries, if you want to call me that. doesn't matter. I don't really care. But my name is Taylor, and this is my new podcast called Trying. Trying will be a weekly behind-the-scenes commentary on everything that I do for my social media business, if you will. Taylor Tries. My goal is to discuss like the decisions that go into my posts, the things I learn and continue to learn about social media, as well as my general thoughts on any new things I try, new hobbies, skills, etc., and what I can improve on as a human being. This is the very first episode, so welcome! I'm so happy that you're listening to this, anybody, because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sure that will become very clear very shortly if it's not already. Before we jump into it, I do want to take a second and thank everyone on Patreon who supports me over there, members of my Otter Club. You guys really inspired this podcast. You inspire me every day to do better and to produce better content for everyone. So thank you so much for showing me support over there. A big shout out to my legendary otters, Doug and Steven. You guys are awesome. You guys are legendary, in fact. If anyone listening wants to join the Otter Club, you can get all sorts of exclusive stuff, including early access to this podcast one week early, which is just pretty special, if you ask me. You can sign up to do that over at patreon.com slash tries. Thanks so much for supporting me on that. You guys rock. All right, back into focusing on podcasting. <laughs> I'm already doing a great job. This is new. This is new for me. I... I've never podcasted before. I've been a guest on somebody's podcast, and that was really fun and interesting. And the thing that I really enjoyed about it was that it gave me a platform to really speak openly about my thoughts on certain topics. And even though I post all the time on Instagram and YouTube and now stream on Twitch and YouTube as well, I've found it hard to find a platform to discuss a lot of the thoughts that I have that don't seem to have a place in my other videos or content. That is what I want to do here. I want to talk about things that you don't normally get to see, I think, with, you know, quote-unquote influencers. And I want to unmask or unveil, if you will, the, the process that goes behind making content. It's really hard, and I've learned a lot, and I would love to share that process with you and talk about what I learn. And, you know, maybe it will inspire you to try making a podcast or try posting on Instagram, or maybe you just want to listen to my awkward, weird voice over and over again. No matter why you're here, let's, let's get into it. So today, I kind of want to talk about something that I get asked about a lot, which is, how did I grow on Instagram? How did I get to 137,000 followers that I have today? I get asked this quite often from fans and people that are looking to grow their Instagram as well. And what I've found is a lot of people seem to have misconceptions on how I did it. So I've been thinking about what I think that the main reasons and contributing factors are to why I've been successful on Instagram. I think hands down the biggest factor in growing on Instagram for me was how much I posted. I started posting on Instagram uh, almost two years ago. And when I started doing that, I made a goal to post something every single day. I didn't have an end to the goal. I didn't know how long it was going to last, but I did have that goal. That was a challenge that I had set for myself. I, I did that for a lot of different reasons. I have a video on YouTube that you can go check out called Juggling Helps My Depression, which discusses a little more in depth why I did that. Basically, it's because I was depressed and I needed something to encourage me and keep me motivated and really feel accomplished at the end of the day. So 
I started posting on Instagram every single day. And what I noticed really quickly was how that started feeding the algorithm on Instagram. Instagram definitely liked me because I was posting every day. I was creating free content for its site every single day. And I think as a result, they would show my videos more. The more that I continued to do that, the more I would get seen. And, and this is something that I have learned in life in general. I The more that I do something, the better I'm going to get. As opposed to trying to take the approach of like making one thing that I think is going to be really good or like have one big practice session when I'm learning a new skill. That can work, absolutely, but... You spend so much time in your head trying to mentally prepare for something that you're hoping is going to be good as opposed to just doing it and getting that hands-on experience, which will force you to get good. You know, my earlier videos on Instagram were not particularly good or exciting, but I did them every day. And the more that I posted, the better I got as a poster, as a content creator. Assuming that you put that that extra little bit of thought in there, you start to notice those patterns. You start to notice what does well and what doesn't do well. That helped me slowly grow my Instagram up, you know, went from 100 to 1,000 to 10,000 to 20,000. And that happened slowly over the course of a year. And I think one of the biggest factors in that was just the quantity of my posts. It improved my visibility and it improved my quality. Which brings me to the next thing I wanna talk about, which is quality. Just because I'm saying that posting a lot is really important does not mean that it's the only thing that's important. I think that quality does matter on the internet, and a lot of people will tell you that it doesn't. I think it does. Now, when I say that, though, I've noticed that people take that differently. Quality means different things to different people. When people look at my videos now, they assume that the reason that I'm successful or good is because of the quality of my camera. I have a very nice camera. I, I put money into it. I invested in it. And as a result, my videos have this nice shallow depth of field and this beautiful cinematic look to them. The thing is, though, that that's relatively new. I mean, I got that camera about a year ago. Before that, I had been posting for six months, I think, and I had mostly posted things from my phone. It was not about the quality of my camera. In fact, I have posted videos from my phone since I got my new camera, and I find that they do pretty much as well, if not sometimes better. Uh, maybe something about the authenticity of something from your phone versus a polished camera look. Either way, I have not seen a clear correlation between the, the quality of my camera and how well a video does. When I refer to quality, I'm not referring to my equipment. I'm more referring to the quality of the content, what I'm posting, and how valuable that is. I see a lot of jugglers, for example, online who will post crazy, beautiful and great tricks, but they don't take the time to make the quality of the presentation good. They will film it in front of a background that's very busy or confusing. They'll make the pattern very small in the frame so that they're like this tiny little speck on a big background. And, and it's things like that that I think diminish the quality of what you're posting. I come from a film background. I studied film in college and I've been working in the film industry for the last six years. And that really helped me because I knew things about composition and lighting and what basically is appealing to the human eye. And that is where I think that the quality comes in for my content. It was knowing how to frame an image, knowing the best way to make whatever I was doing pop in a way that 
would get people to stop immediately. That is something that I don't think is that hard to learn. If you just look up basic composition, you can learn a lot in a really short amount of time about how the human eye is drawn to certain parts of a frame. And I use those techniques when posting on Instagram. And like I said, I see this a lot with jugglers who post consistently and they post amazing stuff, but nothing about it makes me want to to stop and watch it. If you put that extra amount of time into where you're filming and what angle you're filming from, when it comes to Instagram and any part of the internet, really, what I've found is it's not what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. And part of that is how you're filming and how you're presenting the image. If you're trying to get into it, I highly recommend that you go online, look up photography, composition, and framing, and techniques, and you'll be amazed at how much that can improve an image that you might think is not good enough just because you don't have a good camera. That also, you know, does take extra time. I don't know if people understand how much work can go into posting on Instagram. When I was posting every day, I would typically spend about one to two hours every day getting that ready and posting it. And part of that time was just going out and trying to find a background that looked good. And I think that when you put that extra amount of time in, even if it's just 15 minutes to go find a good background, I think it shows and I think people react to it well. So I absolutely think that that was a big factor in why I did well on Instagram. Now, another thing that I think really helped that I kind of just touched on was diversity or being unique, being different. And not only just being different from anyone else, being different from yourself. You know, if you're going to post frequently, do not post the same thing. I posted every single day and I put a lot of thought into what I was posting. I think variety is really important when you're posting every day or when you're posting frequently. That is variety of actual content, whatever it is that you're presenting, whether it's juggling tricks or skateboarding tricks or just like your favorite foods. It's the variety in what you're showing. So don't always show pictures of sandwiches. Don't always show the same complicated three club tricks. I think you can do well doing that, but I think it will limit your reach and your value. For me, I think the fact that I would post a three ball trick here that looked a certain way and then a completely different three ball trick the next day. And then the next day, maybe it was ukulele or a three club trick or a five club run. Or even when I did a three ball trick one day and the three ball trick the next day, I made sure that the image itself looked super different. So one day I might've been in my living room against a glowing wall. And then the next day it might've been out in the sunlight in front of a mural. When the image or the content starts to get stale and repetitive, people are going to not tune in anymore. <laughs> You're going to lose followers really quickly, which in turn will hurt your reach, which will hurt your numbers and all that stuff. It's a trickling effect. And I just I see this a lot with people where they post the exact same thing, arguably, <laughs> over and over again. They, they might not think it's the same because to somebody who is really trained in whatever skill they're presenting, it might be a different technical ability, but, you know, they're wearing the same shirt or the same type of clothes and they're they're in the same spot in their backyard. And as an audience member, you're just going to get bored with it. And you're also going to probably not stop when you're scrolling in your feed because your brain is going to tell you that you've seen that clip before. Even if you may not have seen it and you would have been really excited to see it, you're still going to probably skip it because you're just going to assume that you've already seen that. You know, in a world where people are just scrolling through Instagram really quickly, I think the ability to get them to stop is really valuable. And for me, I think a big part of why people would stop on my stuff is because I created variety and 
showed them something different every time. So I just talked about being different with yourself, but going back to being different and unique from other people, I struggle with this a lot. And in fact, I, I kind of, I had wanted to post on social media way before I did, but I stopped myself because I kept telling myself, well, there's already jugglers out there on Instagram and they're way better than me. Or there's already somebody on YouTube that's trying new things. I, sh I can't do it because it's already been done. And that's a scary mindset to get in because everything has been done. I mean, why write a book when somebody's already written a book a thousand times about the exact thing that you want to write a book about? Uh, I think that comparing yourself to other people is dangerous if you're not doing it correctly. And in this sense, when I say be unique from other people, I don't mean that, you know, somebody is posting a food blog, so you can't post a food blog. That's not true. That's ridiculous. You should absolutely post whatever you feel like you want to post. That is how you're going to stay consistent with it and how you're going to keep doing it because you love the thing. When I say be unique, I mean more be yourself. Let those parts of you that makes you unique come out. When I start allowing my personality to come out a little more, it will instantly be different. You know, there are jugglers doing three ball tricks all over Instagram. There are jugglers doing three club tricks all over Instagram. What, what makes it unique when you do it? And that doesn't mean you have to put on a character or exaggerate anything, but you can let yourself be you. I see a lot of people who try to be other people. You know, they see Josh Horton, who's a great guy, juggling Josh, go follow him if you're not. I see people who are fans of his who then turn around and try to post something exactly the way he would in exactly the same way. That's fine, and you could succeed at that. A lot of people do succeed by, by copying giants in that sense. But what I think is so much more likely to succeed is when you take that idea of like, oh, I want to do trick shots. Yeah, I'm really passionate about trick shots. Do it in a way that is you. Like, put your personality into it. Take a moment and think, what can I add to trick shots that makes it different? And I guarantee you there is something, whether it's just the way that you talk, the way you dress, or the way that you smile dorkily after you make a shot, or the way you get really angry when you mess up. Like, anything that is about your personality, let it shine. Let it be a part of your content. If you're a juggler and you want to post club tricks on Instagram, what about you is unique. And do not get on yourself and say, nothing. I'm not unique. I'm boring. That's not true. Every single human I meet is interesting. Just think outside of that box a little bit. Try to stand out a little bit. Now, I don't think this is the most important thing, but I, I do think it's valuable. And I think it's a good thing to have in your brain when you're starting to post online. And that's absolutely what I did. You know, I took an approach of what do I love? Well, I love juggling. Specifically, I love ball juggling. I love three ball tricks, four ball tricks, etc. And then I said, okay, but how do I make that different? I'm a dork. I don't have this insecurity about messing up and I can lean in on that. So when I would post, I would show those dorky things. After I juggle, I tend to get really excited and do like a dance. And so I just included that. It's not an act. It's something that I do. It's something that I've always done. So I just let the camera roll a little longer and then included that when I posted it. I think a lot of people cut stuff like that out. You know, they cut out the little tick that they might have before they throw or the look of frustration on their face when they mess up or even just the 50 takes that it took them to get to where they are. I knew that the way that I was different was my personality and my adorable dorkiness or any other adjective you want to use. And so when I post, I'm not just posting juggling, I'm posting me. 
And I think that anyone that's trying to go online, just think about that. If you're not sure what about you is unique, then don't stress about it. You know, you'll figure it out over time. You'll see moments and you'll say, oh, I liked that. That's different. And you can talk to other people and, you know, it takes time. My first videos on Instagram didn't have as much of that personality. It took me a couple months of posting every day. I mean, that's like 80 videos before I started to realize what I liked about my videos and what made me different. So yeah, being different, being unique is super valuable for any sort of social media. That is a really big factor, I think, and why I did well. All right, so the last major factor that I think really helped in my success on Instagram is filtering yourself. I think a lot of people online filter themselves in a way that prevents them from accomplishing all the things I just talked about. If you're constantly second-guessing yourself and telling yourself not to do something, that is your biggest problem. And I have been extremely guilty of this throughout my entire life. I'm still guilty of it. There are times when I'm working on a video where I just sit there and I say, this is horrible. I should not post this. Nobody will like this. What a waste of time. But it's not. It is not a waste of time. And if I have learned anything from the internet, it is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter whether you're great at any of those other things I mentioned. It matters that you show up. Every piece of media that I've ever made has been valuable to me. It has helped me learn something. It has been an accomplishment for myself. And of the 800 videos or something that I have posted online in the last couple years, I have never once regretted it. Even the videos that performed really poorly or I felt like took too much time or whatever, I never regretted it because they don't really hurt me. You know, assuming you're not saying something really terrible like racist or whatever, if you're just worried that you're going to be embarrassed or it's not good enough or nobody's going to watch it, that's not a reason to not post it. Because even if nobody watches it, you still learned from it. I've found that there are very little situations where there's a negative impact by finishing a thing and putting it out there. Even if nobody likes it, it doesn't matter. You did it. You accomplished that. That is a big deal. And it will make you better so that the next time you post, you will learn from that thing. Whatever you feel like you messed up on or wasn't good enough, next time you'll do it better. But if you never finish that thing or never put it out there, you're always going to have this fear stopping you and telling you not to do it. That is a dangerous thing to let happen. So stop filtering yourself. Post the thing. Even if you can't go out there and film a unique trick or a unique post in front of the best background or whatever, all those things that I just talked about, the most important thing is showing up and doing it because you will always be making progress. You know, quality comes later. Consistency and quantity comes first. I follow a lot of jugglers on Instagram, obviously, and I see a lot of them who are amazing jugglers, way better than me. They'll post videos or clips uh, on their stories of them doing amazing tricks, showing their amazing talents, and they're beautifully composed on top of that. They are good videos, really great videos, but I see people post them in their stories, and I just think to myself, why are you not posting this in your feed? Why? <laughs> Stories are great, but they are not permanent and they're not going to help you grow, right? They're, they're only seen by the people who are already watching you. Now, I have to step back and realize that I'm sure that a lot of these people aren't trying to grow. You know, that's not their goal. Maybe their Instagram, they're trying to cultivate a feed that represents something to them, maybe the best that they are, whatever. But if you're at all interested in getting more people to see your art, stop filtering it. 
stop limiting yourself to stories. Start posting those beautiful tricks and images on your feed. <laughs> Let people discover you because the fact that you're doing it is already better than most people. And anyone that you get that tries to bring you down for how often you're posting or what you're posting, don't let those people get to you because you are doing better than they are. You are doing it. You are trying. And that is so valuable. So yeah, filtering yourself. It's creativity's biggest demon. We get in our own ways more than anyone else does. And I have definitely been guilty of it. I know most people have. It takes a lot of work to get past it, but you can. And I think the best way to do it is to set some sort of goal. Like I'm going to post three times a week. I'm going to post every day. I think you can start to train yourself out of that habit of limiting your creativity. All right. I remembered one last thing that I think uh, is a really big factor in, in growth on Instagram that I want to talk about. You know, a lot of people ask me like, oh, well, how did you go from you know, 20,000 to 60,000? How did you go from 60,000 to 100,000? And those are really good questions because doing all those things I just mentioned, posting consistently, I absolutely saw growth consistently. I slowly but surely started gaining followers and that's great. But I did see moments where I gained huge jumps in followers. Like, you know, I went from 20,000 to 60,000 almost overnight. And a lot of people assume that I've made ads. People think that I have paid money to get my videos seen. <laughs> that is not true at all. I've only done ads once. I did it one time and it was back when I had, I think, 6,000 followers. And I thought, this is the secret. This is how I'm going to succeed. This is, this is how people do it. They pay a hundred bucks and they get seen by thousands of people and then they all follow you and it's great. <laughs> I was definitely shocked when I spent a hundred bucks and targeted all the right people and did everything right. And I didn't see a boost at all. I got the same amount of followers from that post as I did every other post that I'd done. I immediately thought, well, that was a waste of money, but it was a really valuable learning experience. And it did teach me a little bit about the ad process on Facebook, Instagram, etc. I would say if you're starting out and you're trying to grow, that is not the way to do it. And I'm glad it's not the way to do it because I, there's something weird about paying for support. I just don't, I don't like that concept, but that is definitely not how I made those big leaps in follower count, uh, despite what some of the people on my messages might think. <laughs> in reality, I did have really big boosts in followers and where those came from were videos going viral. Posts that I had done would go viral and I still have a post that goes viral every couple months or so. You know, it'll get reshared on the internet. And when my videos started going viral, you know, the ones that did, it took me three or four months of posting every day before I had one that went viral. And I still remember the very first video that went viral of mine. It was uh, me doing a clay motion trick called Grace. And I went out into the hallway of my <laughs> apartment at the time and just filmed the trick. And I ended it with a little wink because I was feeling particularly Han Solo-esque that day. And I posted it and it blew up pretty well. Somebody saw that on my Instagram. I had already accumulated some followers, but not very many. It was like... 8,000 or something. One of those people had seen my video and they took it and they posted it on Reddit. And then it got something like 75,000 upvotes. People then took the time to find me on Instagram and go follow me because they liked that content so much. I honestly do think that if I hadn't been posting consistently up until that point, one, I wouldn't have had the audience for it to go viral. And two, 
I wouldn't have made something worthy of going viral because I had at that point learned a lot about what my audience liked, what I liked, what did well, what didn't do well. And, you know, if you throw enough stuff at the wall, something will stick eventually. Assuming that every time you're throwing at the wall, you're paying attention and you're making slight adjustments. And that's what I did. That video went viral and then I continued to slowly hone the videos that I did and try to make them better and better. And then another one went viral and another one. Again, then the bigger the audience is, the more likely somebody else is going to help you make it go viral. It's great. And by doing that, you know, I saw huge jumps from 10,000 to 25,000 and 25,000 to 60,000. I, I think that that's a beautiful thing about the internet and the support that the internet can give you. It does reward you in a sense for hard work. And I, and I appreciate that. I super appreciate all the people who have been following me since then. Thank you so much. Now, I do want to talk about the next jump that I made, this, this really big jump that I made back in March, I think, of this year. And the reason I want to talk about that is because it was deliberate. I had been posting every day for over a year. I had learned so much about what did well and what didn't do well that I thought, all right, Taylor, <laughs> let's sit down and approach this tactfully. Let's take a second and see if, if we can take everything we've learned about what goes viral and why and intentionally curate something to go viral. And I noticed just from watching my stuff and other people's stuff that things tended to do well when, you know, all those things I mentioned before where, you know, they're well composed, there's a nice image, whatever. But then also I noticed that things would do well when they feed the algorithm. And at the time, I think the algorithm was fed by comments, the amount of comments you would get. It was fed by how, how much people would share your content to other people and by how many times they would watch your video over and over again. So I sat to myself and I thought, what can I do that will make people watch the same video over and over again and post a lot of comments about it and then share it with other people? And then it occurred to me. I remembered that old swindler's trick where the guy had his table set out and he would uh, show you three cards and he'd say, all you have to do is watch this one card, the Queen of Hearts. And he'd turn them all over and he'd start exchanging them all around positions and do it really fast in a way that you started second-guessing where that Queen of Hearts was. And at the end, he'd stop and he'd say, where is it? Where is the Queen of Hearts? And you'd usually get it wrong because he's a swindler and he's trying to steal your money. And so I thought, how can I apply that to juggling? That's a good idea. And I realized I had some glow balls that I could change the color of. So I filmed a video where the concept was I was juggling three balls, one of which was red. And at some point, they all changed to blue. And you have to pay attention to where that red ball is. And at the end, you have to decide which ball it was. And I'd like to say I knew, but I really hoped that that video would do well. I made it and I said, this is, this has to do well. This is going to be a big video for me. And I posted it and it instantly blew up. I think it got something like 2000 comments within the first hour. And I saw the shares number go way up and, and the playability, the views, people were watching it over and over and over again because they weren't sure. Was it number one or was it number two? Which number was it? Oh my gosh. When I posted that video, I was in Mexico working with the International Jugglers Association, which you should absolutely go support. If juggle.org, go support them. I was in Mexico with them at the time. I had like really poor cell service. And what ended up happening is I posted that video and then I didn't have service again for a little while. You know, five hours later, I got to pull up Instagram and just saw a huge boost <laughs> in my follower account. Instagram had started sharing that video on the Explore page because it was doing well, so I was getting more people that way. And 9gag, which is a popular internet meme type 
page, they had shared my video on their Instagram page. I went to bed one night with 60,000 followers, and then I woke up the next day with 102,000 followers, <laughs> which was surreal and awesome. But I don't think that I would have gotten there without taking the time to intentionally improve. It did exactly what I wanted it to do, and it added like a new variety and a new challenge for my followers. I think that they really valued that video, and I've done a few of them since. That's something that I want to instill in you is this this ability to eventually consciously think about what will do well. I don't think it's the most important thing, especially when you're starting out, but I do think that the ability to step back and reflect and look at the patterns that you've been presented with after accumulating a lot of data can be really valuable. If you're constantly just posting the same thing over and over again or just doing the same thing over and over again, you will probably not see significant growth. But if you take the time and you think about it, and you think of ways to make it better, then I think it's really valuable. And I think that's what I did with that one post. And I've tried to do it since then with different techniques and approaches and stuff, and maybe I'll cover that in a future podcast. So those are all my thoughts on really why I did well on Instagram and what I learned. I don't know if they're valuable to you. I hope that you learned something. If it inspires you to go try social media and improve on it, that would be awesome. If it doesn't, if I just came across as kind of cocky and... <laughs> conceited or something. I'm sorry, that was not my intention. I just, I get asked this a lot and I, I've put a lot of thought into why. And I think that, I think that those are the main reasons why. And I think that anyone wanting to improve in social media should keep all of those things in mind. The quantity, the consistency, the quality, the unique diversity, uh, not limiting yourself, and then the intentional revision and improvement. And no matter what, at the end of the day, I think it's really important to keep trying. No matter what it is that you're trying, it's it's hard. And there's a lot of ups and downs. There have been times when I had breakdowns about Instagram and this whole game that is the social media. But at the end of the day, I think as long as you're trying and you are actively doing something, that's what matters. So get out there and try something. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's social media or juggling or watercolor or fishing, just try something. It's really good for you and it can help with a lot in life. So that concludes my major topic for today, which was Instagram and how I did well on that. I like to end every day with a moment of reflection on what I did that day. When I do this, I ask myself three main questions. What did I try today? What did I learn today? And what did I accomplish today? And I ask myself those three things for a couple of different reasons. The, the main one being that I have a tendency to be really hard on myself and I can get really overwhelmed by all the things that I think that I'm doing wrong and the things that I think I failed at. And so I've started getting in the habit of asking myself those three questions to remind myself that I did try and I did accomplish things and I did learn things. And it doesn't matter if it's really small. I did something. I tried. And that has helped me a lot. And I thought it would be really fun on this podcast to do a sort of weekly version where I ask myself those three questions at the end of every podcast. And so we're going to do that right now. What did I try this week? Well, this week I tried filming a new tutorial on Mills Mess, which will be coming out soon, hopefully. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will already be out. I've also been trying to eat better and exercise more. So I tried that as well. 
And so what I learned this week was when I was filming my tutorial, I tried to film more than one. I was really optimistic about how many I would get done in an afternoon. Turns out I, I could only get one done and I was a little down on myself about that, but I also took time to realize how valuable it is knowing that going in to the next tutorial filming session is that I don't have to put that pressure on getting multiple tutorials done in one day. One is enough. I learned that. I learned that I can film one tutorial in one day and that's fine. I also learned a little bit more about how to balance, you know, social life with being healthy. And I overate in certain situations and got kind of gluttonous and then and kind of felt bad about myself on that. But in doing that, I gained some data about myself and how I eat out. And, and based on those things, I think I can go forward making better choices next time. So I'm happy that I learned that. And then what did I accomplish this week? Well, I posted a new tutorial, which I am always very proud of myself for doing because it's very hard to make a video and let alone a tutorial. And I accomplished it. I posted a new tutorial. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it now. It's on four ball multiplexes. It's very exciting. <laughs> you know, that's a big accomplishment. So I'll take it. And I also accomplished the goal that I set by working out every single day this week. You know, they weren't necessarily the most intense workouts, but I was proud of myself for being consistent with that. So that is a big accomplishment. Yeah. And I will be writing the highs of those accomplishments for the next week, at which point I will check back in with you guys on this podcast and talk about what else I'm trying this next week. As I said, this is the first one and I don't really know what I'm doing. I've got a weird little phone box and I've got a microphone and I've just got myself. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Thank you guys for wa watching. This is, we're not watching. This is a freaking podcast. There's no watching. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And thank you again to all the otters on Patreon who are supporting me. I really appreciate you guys. You rock. Again, if you want to support me over on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash taylortries. And if you're not familiar with my social media for some reason, you want to go check those out, you can head to taylortries.com slash yay. That's Y-A-Y. And it has all my links there. Have an awesome week and keep trying.